welcome to the Willow in the Windies with David Oram. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Yardley tried his best, God had won the test. They gave the crowd plenty fun, the second test and West Indies won. With those little pals of mine. Hello and welcome to The Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast with me, David Oram. For this extra additional show, uh, I'm delighted to be joined by a good mate of mine from Australia, Dennis Friedman, the uh, the voice of Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. Dennis, how are you? I'm well, David, and yourself? Oh, I've, I've been better, Dennis. I'm suffering a little this week. Um... We don't here, here in Pakistan. We don't have the Delhi Belly. We have what's known as the Taliban trots. I won't go into any more details, but let's just say that uh, I have washed my hands uh, before speaking to you, Dennis. Um, but then I suppose you're used to that with most of the people you chat to, uh, anyway. Well, yeah, most people feel like they need to have a shower after interacting with me. So, <laughs> well, our interaction today, Dennis, is uh, ostensibly uh, to, to preview the upcoming. Well, it's already kicked off. Twenty twenty uh, World Cup. Uh, we will do that. We will do that. But I confess, Dennis, I'm already getting a little bored with all the twenty twenty previews. So if we if we if we ramble off into other things, is that all right with you? So, so you're just going to take our lead from the last World Cup when we did our. ODI World Cup preview show, and I think we the title of it was the seventh best World Cup preview show you're likely to listen to this week. So we set the expectations. <laughs> I do remember that, actually. I also enjoyed your uh, uh, latest podcast this week, Dennis, which was part two of the uh, uh, 2014 uh, build-up. <laughs> I thought for a moment when I started to listen to this, you put the wrong thing up, but uh, no, 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 it was it was there, and thank you for the mentioning that. Dennis, Dennis, the 2020 yes. World Cup, we're very, very, very excited about this competition. Um, the qualifying part of it is already underway. Have you been glued to your screen? Uh, I've watched about three and a half minutes of highlights on Fox Sports. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was something about some guy from Oman taking a catch and everybody using the same headline of Oman. Yeah. Um, and there was uh, something about Ireland losing and, uh, you know, that, that putting all the associate hipsters back in their box because how can they now push them to be a test nation when they can't even win a match in a T20? Mm. Um, what else has gone on? Oh, Bangladesh nearly kind of lost the Netherlands, and apart from that, everyone else is sucking about the terminology that this is not a qualifier, it's actually part of the World Cup and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, we've heard it all before, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't want to put listeners through that. You did miss out, though, Dennis. I watched basically every ball of Oman against Ireland uh, yesterday evening. Um, yeah. The timings of the tournament are perfect for me here in Pakistan. And it was it was a terrific game of... <laughs> it's like watching a great game of club cricket. I do lie. I lie a little bit. I saw um, the last. Was it? No, it wasn't the last week before. Who's the good Irish batsman that only made fifteen? Um, O'Brien. Uh, say, say again. O'Brien Porterfield. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin. So I saw O'Brien go out where it looked like the commentators were saying he lost the ball in the moths. Yes. Yes. But but the but the thing that got me there was that this was not so much the dismissal, but the Omani bowler was yeah. almost uh, a dead ringer for Lathis Malinga. Well. 
I, do you know what, Dennis? I've got few notes about uh, uh, for today, but that's one of them. He's already my my new hero, uh, Munis. And... He doesn't even bowl. He doesn't even bowl sidearm. It's like he bowls underarm. His arm it's, is so low. It's for those of us with our cricket history, Dennis. He is an old-fashioned round-arm bowler. That is what no. bowlers looked like between about eighteen thirty and about eighteen sixty, coming round just about to shoulder height. Swinging it. Some, something you saw in the flesh 100 years ago. 100 years ago. <laughs> when I was in my yeah. TARDIS, yes. Yeah, but his arm, like, a, Malinga's kind of, a, I don't know, 30 degrees above parallel, whereas yep. this bloke was, he was, if not level, he was maybe 10 degrees below. Yep. Yeah, um, a, a medium sort of place all shoulder. It was fantastic. It was it was like he's bowling fast. Um, it's like if a tennis player was hitting top spinners over the net. <laughs> that was kind of his bowling action. He sort of threw it up and it dipped quickly at 130 k's an hour. And oh, it was brilliant. No, it was it was wonderful, and it, 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 his bowling was lovely. And going back to that O'Brien incident, he did mm. completely lose the ball. And as they often used to say about and still do about Malinga, where it can get the ball can get lost in the background of the umpire. I bet mm. you that O'Brien lost that in the background of the, uh, I think it was Nigel Long, the standing umpire, in his pink shirt. That, that, no, what, I don't that... think that's what's happened, David. So I played in our cricket grand final last week and I made a golden duck mm-hmm. and I faced a guy that bowls like this and it wasn't that I lost the ball. It was. It's hard to face as your first ball because you expect it to bounce more and it and it's, it's like a grub through along the ground. It's exactly what happened to O'Brien. I think... When you look at how he played the shot, he sort of backed away, and I think he was expecting it to get up a bit higher towards sort of bale height, but it sort of only went halfway up the stumps. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I anyhow, just, that's my that's my theory. Yeah, I just, I just thought because the ball was wearing, it was getting more and more pink splodges on it. Um, anyway, it was balls, easiest balls to see, David. It was it it was it was fun, and certainly uh, a game that ends with uh, a beamer going through the keeper's legs to the boundary, always to be yeah. enjoyed. <laughs> but I've been I've been more interested in what's not happening, yep. such as the in- India Pakistan match. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Move to Kolkata, I believe. Well, allegedly, Pac- the Pakistani government still hasn't given the PCB the go ahead to to come into the country, which I find extremely interesting because the ICC rules are quite clear about government interference with the cricket teams. Yeah. And uh, if you remember last year, Dave Richardson. The ICC general manager wrote a, a very scathing letter to Sri Lanka about butting out. And why aren't they doing it here? There's a lot of lot of two faced stuff going on in cricket politics, and I love it. I'm <laughs> saying it'll always be the same. Not that I have any uh, into anything at all here in Pakistan, but what I'm hearing in Pakistan is that they will be going, but they're just going to le- leave, leave it to the last minute um, to, to to worry everybody. Is their intention to go and fulfil oh, the fixtures? The grandstanding just, can I use the word shits me on your podcast? Can I use that term? Yes, you may. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Good, People good. can tune out if they wish. Oh, the whole thing about, oh, we won't come unless the Indian government gives us a rock-solid guarantee. And I think the term was, we hold them, we hold the Indian government solely responsible for the welfare of our team, which is kind of ironic, yeah. given that's what the Sri Lankans said to the Pakistanis in 2009. <laughs> um, and how do you, like, mate, the, the world's full of risk, and... You, you know, you look at Australia, Bangladesh last year. Australia were, uh, understood some risks, got guarantees from the Bangladeshi government, and still chose not to go. Yeah, you're all big boys. If you want to go and play in a tournament, go and play in a tournament. If you don't, 
don't. I don't see it as it's probably the safest place in the in the world to be that day. Will be a Pakistani player at Kolkata. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, and then the Australians didn't go to the Under Nineteen World Cup as well, did they? And the, much to the delight of uh, us Caribbean cricket followers. Um, <laughs> both of us, both of us, uh, Dennis, we're, we're we're writing for First Post in uh, in India. This. Uh, this this tournament, I'm uh, I'm going to have to change my handle. I've for a while been uh, the Englishman following uh, the West Indies from Pakistan. I think I'm going to have to now change it to the Englishman following the West Indies from Pakistan for an Indian website. Yeah, yeah, I reckon it's fantastic. I've got to say though that there is a massive, there's a great lineup of writers for First Post through the World Cup. Mm. Oh, sorry, the the World T20. It's not a World Cup. There's <laughs> yourself covering the Windies. Um, I had Australia, and I've been relegated to New Zealand. Mm. Um, only in the last week because I hope he's listening Tristan Lavalette t- decided to, um, that he couldn't cover New Zealand because he wasn't able to watch all the games so I'm going to watch even fewer of the games and still do a good job on it Tristan's <laughs> going to do Australia uh, Ben Karpinski's doing South Africa Peter Miller's doing England Yeah. Um, Jigga Mehta's doing uh, India I'm not sure he's doing Pakistan uh, but it's geez, it's a bloody good lineup of uh, a whole lot of B grade bloggers. You reckon we're, we're a, bit of, a bit of this and a bit of that, though, isn't it? I'm honoured to be in such company. This is my uh, this is my first gig, and I was uh, my first piece went up there yesterday. Um, I did it. I didn't see it. I'm going to go have a read, and then yes. I, can I can I leave a comment? Yeah, please do, because I won't read it. No, no, no. Leave, leave that. Leave that to the editors. I mean, it's unfortunate because it was already out of date because uh, the West Indies changed their team yet again with uh, Simmons dropping out and Evan Lewis coming in, which is a bit of a <laughs> I think, pain. I think my first piece goes up tomorrow, and it's. I, I actually did the Australian preview, and right. then got told now you're going to do New Zealand. And Tristan did the New Zealand preview, but is doing Australia because you know. I think he's a little bit soft. Perhaps they, perhaps they should do that, though, Dennis, because um, I could easily swap with Peter Miller and do a bit of England. He could do some West Indies. He knows his West Indies. He does. You, you guys, this is, I, I think halfway through we should all swap <laughs> and, do, and do something random. I might do the umpires. Peter could do the quality of the food at the lunch break. Um, I don't know. Jigs can do the pitch quality. Let, let's just not even cover the teams. No. Let's just cover everything else. Yeah, just, just, the, just the politics and the jokes. So anyhow, um, on behalf of firstpost.com, get on board. Have a read. It's it's, a, it's actually they've set up a brilliant not just the writing piece but the the coverage they've got on there already of the of, of the World T Twenty is just phenomenal. They've done an amazing job. Yeah. So so that's I think that's your if you're sick of quick info, that's the place to go. First post dot com. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll stick a link on this uh, on this um, when 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 we when we finish chatting. Let's let's talk about the twenty twenty a little bit just for the the the, the sake of it. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, you're now the New Zealand expert, but uh, I did originally sign you for this uh, for this gig as the Australian expert. You're, you're not very hot on their chances, though, Dennis. I'm not. Uh, logic tells me, because I'm an extremely logical person, as you know, mm. that, <laughs> that um, shithouse preparation equals shithouse results. Um, and so in 2015, Australia played one T20 international. So far in 2016, they've played four with the with an ICC uh, trophy on the line, mm. and three of those have been played on pitches in South Africa. They're ranked sixth in the world. Yesterday they were ranked seventh, but they beat South Africa. Don't talk to me about <laughs> the rankings, Dennis. You know my feelings yeah, on the rankings. Um, they sacked their captain before this tournament started. Yeah. They changed their wicketkeeper before this tournament started. Yeah. 
They haven't picked the best off spinner in the world. They've left Lord Bailey at home. Um, and they picked Coulter Nile, who has played a first, hadn't played a first-class game in 12 months. Mm. And they don't know what the best team looks like. And they've been using these three warm-up matches in South Africa to try and work it out. And so when you go in that much... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Shithouse? You, you can... and whatever. It's just crap. Don't <laughs> and, and so they'll get a crap result. At, at best, they'll make the quarterfinals. And if they do anything better than that, it's a fluke. Because they don't deserve to be any better. The, the, look, the top four or five um, batsmen on, the, by their, on themselves can, can win... Almost any match, mm. but the bowling is lacking. They don't have the first class. The spinners are Maxwell Zampa and um, cute Ashton Agar. None of those guys on an Indian pitch have ever done anything. Mm. Um, and you might remember that you know we even tried where Maxwell's an opening bowler in a Test match in that part of the world. <laughs> um, so, whereas every other team's going to have the, the sinking, she's going to have at least two full-time spinners ripping the hell out of it on on on. Oh, turning pitches, and you're going to have, if you're not bowling at least 10 or 11 overs of spin out of your 20, you're not going to win in India. Uh, and so we don't have the, that at all. We've got one strike bowler in Hazel. Mm. Um, we haven't brought any other strike bowlers, and I think we're learning through the T20 evolution that you can't get away with it without having a proper keeper. You can't get away without having proper bowlers. They don't miss, they, you know, the days of everyone being an all-rounder are starting to be proven to be wrong. You know, your you, you keeper can bat 11, it doesn't matter. He just has to make sure he takes all those half chances and doesn't let through mistakes because they're compounded when you only got 20 overs. And you need at least two decent, quick, strike-fast bowlers and probably one gun spinner before your all-rounders even have a look. Um, and we just don't have that set up. We don't know what the openers are going to look like. Is it Watson and Finch? And Finch is the number one ranked T20 batsman in the world, yet there's pressure on his spot. Is it Kawaja and Watson? Is it Kawaja and Finch? Mm-hmm. Warner's batting number four. Um... Smith's Smith's now captain of the team, batting four or five. He's not even the top 100 batsman in T20 in the world, according to the ICC. Um, what, what, what are we doing? It's a mess. They can't win. Full well, it, 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 it's, it sounds to me like a tried and tested formula, Dennis. I mean, that, that's the approach that... Mate, if you spent the last 10 years of your life in the West Indies, it sounds familiar. <laughs> well, I was going to say, actually, it sounds ever so much like the... Uh, the, the the build-ups most of England's uh, world tournaments. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, look, well, you can always guarantee where they're going to end up. Yeah, the last T20 World Cup, they lost to the Netherlands, wearing that beautiful solar red uniform. Um, England lost, you know, the ODI World Cup in Australia just gone. Their lead-up to that was just pathetic. Yeah. We forget that Alex gets sacked as captain the month before. Yeah. Uh, you know, Stephen Finn coming back from nowhere and Ian Bell playing, though he hadn't done anything for 15 years. Like, it was just a mess, and Australia's doing exactly the same thing here. Well, I just, I, I dare say you're absolutely right, um, and uh, I would hate to see Australia uh, win the tournament, obviously, as an Englishman. Uh, I just have this feeling that when you've had a tournament that's had five different winners in five different tournaments, and Australia is not one of them, who traditionally has been the greatest cricket nation ever, um, their time's their time's going to come and I just I just could see them having the ability to just suddenly all click at once. No, it won't. Uh, I'm predicting an India-Pakistan final. Yep. And then I'm predicting that the Pakistani government bring Pakistan home at about half, at, at the change of news when Pakistan get one for 79, claiming it's unsafe for them to go out and field. <laughs> I confess, I 
find it very hard to see anybody other than India winning this tournament. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, Dennis. I I obviously want them to to do well, and I'm doing a West Indies podcast. I just feel that there's a lot of players there past their best. I feel there's quite a few players that, uh, that, that, that unquestionably they're going to miss the three or four blokes that have dropped out through one reason or another. Um, and I think they're in a tough group. I can see them easily. Uh, they- they've got two out-and-out match winners though there, David. I, I saw live Chris Gale make 50 off 12 balls this year. Yeah. And I've seen Andre Russell win probably four big bash matches off his own bat and with his own arm bowling. Yeah. And those two blokes potentially could carry them through. Oh, true. And you add Dwayne Bravo to that. He's a great yeah. 2020 cricketer. I, I, I know that. I just I just have a bad feeling that it's going to turn sour for them. And I hope I'm wrong. Uh, well, they just, they they just don't seem fresh like to me. Mm. They're, they're, they're one step ahead. They don't have to go through the qualifying round like Bangladesh. What's that all about? How do you, how do you finish runner-up in the Asian Cup? You have to go and play with Oman to make the next round of a bloody ICC event. Oh, I, I, I really don't know, and and <laughs> and, and it, it it fries my head to even think about it. And but well, I, I leave that and, until until the West Indies League lose their status and then I will be talking a lot more about associates I, I leave all of that to Tim Wigmore and uh, so, Andrew so, Nixon and everybody else they're expert on that I I, I I can't get into the politics of that it just... so when Trinidad Bago break away from the West Indies there's this rumour on your podcast that I listen to will they be an associate or they going to be a test well it's not going to happen um, I'm, I'm actually preempting. Uh, my next podcast because soon after I uh, put that out to uh, to publish as it were broadcast uh, I had uh, an email from the president of the Trinidad and Tobago board as in Bazarath uh, hotly denying that there's ever been any discussions whatsoever in his time and he would never entertain such an idea and uh, so I will set that record clear on the next one so it's not going to happen Dennis oh what's a shame because <laughs> the last big prediction you made was um, about all the West Indies captains being fired, and mm. you, you were probably about four weeks too early because it never happened. We all look like idiots, but then it happened, <laughs> and we'd all got you'd, you'd already had the, the heads up. Well, you know, th- things move slowly in the Caribbean, Dennis. Having said that, Dan and Sammy's still there. I find it hugely amusing that um, Sammy, who is well past his best as a cricketer now, but was the greatest unifying force in Caribbean cricket. Um, certainly in the last 20 years as captain, certainly since the days of Clive Lloyd and, and Viv Richards, um, that he was replaced in turn as uh, ODI captain by Dwayne Bravo, subsequently sacked, <laughs> replaced as test captain by Dennis Ramdin, subsequently sacked, um, and he's still got the 2020 gig. Strange thing, i tell you what, there's some, there's some arse hatery going on. <laughs> uh, there's, there's going to be the World T20... Jerry Kimber's at the ground at the moment as, as we speak for the Scottish match. They're saying that fans are being turned away from the ground. Uh, many who have travelled long distances, including Scottish fans, because they are not selling any tickets at the ground, even though there's only 2,000 people in there. You're kidding. What is that? This sort of joke. It's fun, though. It's fun, fun to, as a commentator to um, pick hell through it. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> I, I, well, well. I, I I I wring my hands and shake my head. I don't really know how to how, how to comment. Um, I just try try and enjoy it, enjoy, enjoy the cricket. Um, 
So you've got India to win. Uh, Pakistan final. Who else has got a chance? South Africa? Oh, I was talking about the women. You want the men's. Oh, right. <laughs> South Africa, no chance. Um, until I worked out that Bangladesh actually had to qualify for this thing, I was probably going to say Bangladesh, but I think they'll, they'll play too many matches by the time they get there. I mean, they'll be confident they can go with big boys. I, I don't know. It's probably India, West Indies... Mm, yeah, that's it. That's probably <laughs> it. It's it's India and, and whoever's lucky second. You know, maybe New Zealand have a good run. I don't know, but um, it's India daylight. One of three to come second. I mean, you're not back in England then. Oh, they could be one of those three. Oh, okay. But but they won't be. No, I don't think so. No. But I, I I just don't think Australia or England have planned well for this thing. Um, they got look. They got the firepower. They've definitely got the firepower. But you know, and look, if England make the final, then it's it's been a pretty crappy tournament. <laughs> I'm finding it interesting. There's there's a certain lack of enthusiasm in both of us as we're sitting here uh, uh, chatting. The irony is, I think both of us are really looking forward to watching the cricket. Um, we're just a little bit deflated about the, the build-up and the nonsense surrounding it. Uh, I just... Yeah, th- there's all of that. Uh, look, I, I, to be honest, I, I probably misled you a little bit. I've been watching a little bit of the cricket, um, and I'm enjoying the cricket. It's just yeah. the crap that goes with it. Yeah. And maybe, to be honest, maybe I'm um, a little bit jaded just because of the... Uh, the com- like, you and I are social media horse, right? Yeah. And, and it's maybe just the commentary that comes with the social media. I think I'm getting jaded by all the associate hipsters about how bad this thing is for world peace and whatever. Like, <laughs> I think if I was just a, a guy on the fence enjoying an ICC tournament that was on pay TV, yeah. I'd be going, how good is this? Yeah. But it's all the other rubbish. Like, you know, the, the news from Kimber that there's a hundred, he's telling me that there's a hundred people in the ground and and there's, there's they won't let people in or sell them tickets. There's queues waiting for someone to buy this game. There's the moving of the game from, you know, the Pakistan-India game because of nothing other than grandstanding. There's this qualifying round mess. There's whatever. The, the fact that Australia didn't have guaranteed to be on TV until last week. Yeah. You know, all, it all just adds up. To, if, if, if I wasn't on social media, I'd know none of this. <laughs> and I'd be excited that my Australian team's going up. <laughs> you know, 10 years ago, it's how it would have been. But now... So Twitter's ruined it for us, mate. That's a fair point. I, I bet there's lots of Australians that didn't, uh, and, until it got very near to the tournament, know there was any chance that the, it wasn't going to be on telly. Um, would have expected the tournament to start, switch their telly on, and there it is on one of the channels. Um, that's still going to be the case. Uh, but for those of us that have been following that, um, there was that terrible worry that it wasn't going to be on. All that. That's all on. We get to see everything now, which is good on Fox. They're always going to come through. Yeah. Uh, we're good at negotiating. Just hold out, hold out, hold out. Yeah, if I'm, I'm if negotiating for Fox Sports, I'm, I'm telling Star in India, I'm saying, yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy this thing, but you understand that all the matches are, are on at one thirty in the morning, so you tell me what that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you will live there, Dennis. I'm, I'm probably in the best country for watching cricket in the world. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's on. I've got all the Indian tellies on. I got I got 
four countries that, that play in the same time zone, four test playing nations. Uh, the only things they don't really tend to show out here are New Zealand test matches, uh, but you can get those, of course, through other means. Um, the, the, the worst times, ironically for me here, are uh, <laughs> watching the West Indies. Hey, you're, you're an insider. Tell me what's going to happen with Andre Russell. I hear there's a whole lot of... Um, obviously, he's missed three uh, drug tests. Yeah. So he... Uh, I don't understand. I believe the BC, uh, the BCC, the WICB now have to try him and uh, punish him in accordance with the one. But what I'm curious of is um, the ICC come out and said, based. This is the quote. This is hilarious. Based on the Sharapova news this week, we will be conducting random drug tests at the World T20. Mm. <laughs> what well, in case to find out if any of them are female tennis players? I, look, I, I don't know. I don't know. So it could happen to uh, Andre. And how come they haven't heard this before? How, how come they're letting a, a, a guy that's essentially failed a drug test by not going to a drug test play in this tournament? Um, what I read in the Jamaican press yesterday was that, uh, the, I think it's the JDA, the Jamaican Doping Association or something, I don't know, um, they're holding a the next stage of the process... I think it's today, actually. But, of course, Andre Russell will not be able to appear in person. So it will go through due process. will probably complete sometime after the tournament when he's back in uh, in the Caribbean. So it will probably have very little bearing on him in this tournament, uh, except having the cloud over him. Uh, strange. Well, it's as I said to you earlier, things move very slowly in, in the Caribbean. Um, it's It's not good. It's not clever. But um, I remember your sentiments about Yassir Shah. I feel similarly with uh, Andre Russell that want to see him play but feel terribly let down. Yeah, look, oh, just uh, drugs. It's, it's black. You know, so there is no grey for me in this space. Yeah, it, it's black and white. And yeah. so there's there's a half a percent grey, and, and and maybe Yassir Shah's one was at half a percent. Maybe yeah. Yeah. it's still got a few little warts on it. But Andre Russell's one is not great. Yeah. And, and Sharapovas? Uh, um, it's black and white. She's a dirty cheat. <laughs> yes, well, I doubt whether she's going to be playing in the, this tournament, uh, bowling round arm or, or any sort for Oman. Uh, is, is there anything you're particularly looking forward to in this tournament, uh, Dennis? I, I'm, I'm really hoping we get some more mancads. Uh, well, there, well, there's another story. This, how's this one work? All the associate nations got together and agreed not to mancat except for Oman. Yeah. So how, I don't understand. It's almost, it's almost like a cartel. <laughs> and saying, I know there's rules, but let's agree not to follow them. And then one guy goes, oh, excuse me, but I'm going to follow the rules. And everyone looks down at that bloke. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Um, it might have been Andrew Nixon. Uh, dubbed them Omancad, oh, uh, <laughs> and he's very clever. And um, he, I'm on the same side of the fence as him. I, I bring it on. People go wandering out of their crease. Run them out. Run them out. Uh, and it's it's. Uh, funny, funny I was, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's a sensitive. Uh, is my term of the year, so that's the term I'm going to use now. <laughs> I did read somewhere else that uh, Peter Boren, the lovely Peter Boren, had said that if uh, anybody tried to mancad him, he was going to wrap his back round their head. Um, <laughs> when he was nearly given out obstructing the field yesterday, I wondered what he was going to do. 
<laughs> but watching that was the other delight of watching the cricket yesterday. His innings was just the the innings of the, a consummate cricketer with a cricket brain of limited ability, managing to manufacture runs through leg buys, buys wide. I mean, brilliant piece when he came down the wicket, stood a yard outside of his crease to the. the to uh, Mortaza, I think it was. So the keeper comes up to the stumps, and he then manages to kid Mortaza into bowling him a bouncer, but the keeper's standing up, which he sways out the way for four buys. I, I just genius, genius batting. Oh, I kept telling our keeper in my club, um, if you're going to stand up at, at the stumps, make sure you don't miss any of the edges, and every ball counts for double. Because you're just showing off. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be good enough to do it. Although I'm, I'm delighted, this one of the things quite rightly pointed out by Andy Zaltzman in his piece, The Delights of 2020 Cricket, it has brought back so many old-fashioned values. Whoever thought that this uh, quick cricket would bring in so many leg spinners, so many stumpings, um, genuine old-fashioned values. Yeah. And 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 man catting and round arm bowling. Uh, anyhow, getting back to your question, you said, "What am I looking forward to this tournament?" If it's not Pakistan pulling the pants down of India now in uh, Kolkata, <laughs> there's, 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 there's really nothing else. Uh, here's a story for you, David. One I haven't shared with you before. 1997, I reckon it was, was my first ever trip to India, and I was in Calcutta at the time, right. as it was called. And I went to Eden Gardens, and this is back in the days when it was standing room, not now where it's all. It's so now about sixty thousand, and I was about sixty thousand back then. It had about one hundred twenty thousand, and and I went and saw an ODI between India and Pakistan, um, and this was before I was really into cricket in a big time, but it was more for the uh, the atmosphere and whatnot. Anyhow, hmm. India made over 300, and Pakistan, if my memory is right, it was the first time they had chased 300 to win an ODI, and they did it. And it was, uh, the atmosphere was intense after the game. Saeed Anwar, I think, made 150, 149, I don't The... There was guns going off in the street. Mm. It was like the Middle East. Mm. Um, but but uh, I'll tell you what, if Pakistan... And, and the other thing that happened at Eden Gardens, you remember, is that's where uh, Lanka won the World Cup because Indians just decided to walk off because everyone went onto the pitch. <laughs> so if Pakistan get um, a leg up in that match, all hell could break loose and there will be nothing better to watch than that. Even morning in the jungle won't be, worth, won't be better to watch than that. <laughs> Yes, yes. And I think you made a good point. I'll make a note in my diary not to go strolling around the streets of Islamabad uh, on the day of the match, win or lose for Pakistan. Let's be very careful. <laughs> yes, I am, but I would just uh, remember to be addedly so. Um, I think that, I think we've covered as much as we can be bothered, can't, haven't we, Dennis? Yeah, there's, there's, there's probably a documentary on the ABC I should be up watching with my wife or something. <laughs> yes, I think you've, you're, you're at that stage with me as well, unfortunately. So much cricket, so much talking about cricket, and then having to remember to put things in the diary to actually do with one's wife. It's um, yeah, it's it's. I'm not proud. I'm I'm not I'm not proud of of how I neglect Christine. So. Hey David, thank you so much for inviting me on. I do love the Willow and the Windies. Thank you, avid listener. 
with this start. And um, we do push it to be going over a cowbell count throw because uh, you are the voice of the West Indies, mate. You and Reds on there tearing yeah. up. Yeah, we 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 try to we try to be fair. We try to be informative, and uh, if we're a bit old-fashioned and old-fartish, hey, we know. We're, we're about 120 something between us, so. We, 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 we can't all be hip and down with the kids, can we, uh, Dennis? There you go. go. Alright, well I hope to catch up with you sometime soon. I dare say I will, uh, when West Indies come to uh, face up against Australia in the One Day Internationals later this year, I will uh, chat to you. Or perhaps I should, for a bit of variety, chat to Kat. I will, I will give that some... Uh, some do that. She would, she would love that. I will do that then. No, thank you for that. Good idea. I will, for, yes. Yes, yeah, you, you and me, we get a bit bit boring, whereas Kat's got a bit more enthusiasm. She'll, she'll... Well, she's, she's probably sick of me playing second fiddle to her as, as well all the time, so... <laughs> I, can, I can have a little bit of wordplay with her as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I think she gets a little frustrated with you from time to time. If you want somebody that knows the cricket, David, stop bringing me and bring her. <laughs> anyway, I dare say you and I will catch up in some other forum sometime soon. Uh, I want to thank you, Dennis, for joining me. Thank you. You are most welcome. And do you want to just quickly remind people where they can uh, go and abuse you and listen to you? <laughs> uh, the easiest place is dennisdoescricket.com. All the social media links and whatnot are there. Very active on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, we have uh, um, our podcast, Cardboard Panther, which can be found on iTunes and all kinds of crazy places. It's all there on dennisdoescricket.com. And follow uh, firstpost.com for all your World T20 needs uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yep, yep, yep. We shall be doing that. Uh, thank you again. Uh, this has been uh, an extra edition of the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, and I've been joined uh, by the ever-entertaining Dennis Friedman. And I hope you can join me, uh, probably with Reds, again sometime soon. Goodbye.